How are you doing, everyone? Good. Well, we've changed the seating up a little bit this morning. It's our, our new look lounge room, at least for today. So enjoy, enjoy the lounge room looking a little bit different. If you're here for the first time, then things don't always look like this, but they do today. So enjoy it. There's a little bit of space in here. The kids have got extra space in the middle today, so more room to dance. But this space in the middle here is for all of us. So you do not need to feel that you need to stay in your seats if you wanna come and use the space then please do so. That'll be great. Well, thank you, God, for this morning. Thank you, God, that you are here in this place. Thank you, God, for your presence. Thank you that you want to do something incredible in each one of our lives today. Thank you that you long to meet and encounter every single person this morning. God, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for every person. May you pour out your anointing and your blessing upon everyone. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Church, let's stand together. Come out and use the space if you like, and we're going to praise Him. Thanks, team. Awesome. All right, come on out of your seats. We're going to come down here and join you halfway. If you come this way. Everyone's getting out of their comfort zones. <gasps> come right, out of your seat, folks. Praising. Come to the front. Come on. The limitless God. Yeah, come on. Yeah. All right. Saying goodbye to any limitation. Saying hello to the God of all creation. There are no limits with you. There are
Shout a praise for God. Come on. Our God is living Now you all know this song. And I've seen you do the dance before.
thank You, God, that we can celebrate You. We thank You, God, for Your joy. Thank You, God, that You give us joy. We receive Your joy today. We thank You that despite whatever we are going through, we can receive Your joy every single day. Thank You for that gift. Thank You, God. Thank You for Your joy released in this place. Thank You, God, for Your incredible love and Your peace released in this place today upon every single person in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Welcome to church. You may be seated. We'll find a seat. You can sit down in the middle if you want. I know some people found it hard to find a seat this morning. I was like, where is my seat? Is seat gone? All looking a little different, but it's great to change things up for a bit, isn't it? Change is good, isn't it? Yes. Pastor Ray says that. Says change is good. Oh yes, he says it's not enough, doesn't he? Not enough change. Change is good. Let's do some more change. <laughs> Pastor Ray and Wendy are having a fantastic time away on their sabbatical. I spotted a photo of them in Athens. Isn't that great? In Athens, and they were in. Uh, at an arena, a bit like what we've created here. And uh, so Wendy said, this is one of the places that the Apostle Paul spoke in. And they are there. Very, very exciting for them. Thank you, God, that you are with them now. Thank you, Lord. Well, if you're here for the first time, it's great to have you with us this morning and, and enjoy our, our new lounge, a different lounge set up today. And if you are here for the first time, we pray that you did enjoy a nice cup of tea or coffee beforehand. And we'd love you to pick up a welcome pack if you haven't already done so. So please do that at the end of our gathering there on the right hand side and enjoy this morning with us. We want to celebrate the birthdays and the anniversaries this morning. So I've seen that there's been quite a few birthdays this week. <laughs> Some even made up ones happening here. <laughs> uh, did I say, is, is Mike Trollope around? Yes, he is here. Come on, Mike. I saw it was a biggie, am I allowed to say? Because <laughs> I just did, I think it was a 40. <laughs> Happy birthday, and Jordan, and Karen, and did I see that Annalise had a birthday? Is she here somewhere? She's on annual leave. She'll be back next week. <laughs> She's had a bit of a, a rough night with the whole partying thing. Too turning much Turning five years old. Turning five years old and all, isn't that cool? Five years, isn't that great? Is she at school tomorrow, Owen? Isn't that exciting? Awesome and okay. And it, all the same day, it was all yesterday. Fantastic. Were there, were there any um, wedding anniversaries? No wedding anniversaries? Any other birthdays that we've missed? No? We got everyone. Well, church. How about we stand together, we're going to pray for our family, our 17th of September birthdays. 
the best day, eh? <laughs> well, Father, we thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> amen. Yes, happy birthday. great to celebrate, isn't it? And eat cake. Eating cake is good too. What was there, what was for morning tea? Was there morning tea out there this morning? Was there cake? Slices. Nice. Very nice. Well, we have a, some exciting things coming up. We have October approaching. Can you believe that? October is approaching. And something that we do with Activate Church in October is CIA, Church in Action. Yes, are we excited about that? <laughs> church in Action. We're in action all throughout the year, aren't we? Yes, we are. Church in Action all throughout the year, but we're focusing in, in, in October together and keep an eye and an ear out for all the details coming up for that. One thing that I want to tell you about is Sunday, the 16th of October, is our muckin day. So we're going to gather together at 10 a.m. with our old clothes on and we're going to get out there in the community and muckin together. That's going to be great and finish off with a sausage sizzle in the community Enderley Centre. Isn't that good? 16th of October, muckin day together. That's great. Tonight, tonight we have uh, at our 6 p.m. gathering. During the 6 p.m. gathering, we have Faith 101 happening. So, if you are new in your faith or uh, find, wanting to find out more about what Christianity is, what it is to live in a relationship with God, then it'd be great to come along tonight to Faith 101. Uh, very, very relaxed. Um, a great time to be able to to learn and chat together. Uh, about this. So if you know of anyone uh, that you think, oh, this would be really good for them, I think they'll be interested, then bring them along. 6pm tonight that will be happening during the 6pm gathering. Very good. Well, kids, what do you think of our a nice big space here? Pretty good. Extra room to dance. Thumbs up. Very good. That's great. You have got an, an amazing morning in store for you. So we thank you, God, for what you are going to do this morning in every one of these beautiful kids' lives. We thank you for the leaders. Pour out your blessing upon those leaders. They are amazing. Amen. Have an amazing morning. We have the 5 to 12-year-olds going that way and the 3 and 4-year-olds going that way. Have a great time, kids. How about you say hi to someone next to you while the kids go out. Introduce yourself to someone if you don't know them. Plenty of room. Oh, there's some cute little shoes down there. <laughs> Somebody left their shoes. 
Don't they look so cute? Yeah. Okay. Pink and black shoes, aren't they lovely? I don't think they're going to fit me, but if anyone wants them, no, I mean actually the whoever owns them, the parents, then how about I just put them over here? So cute. So cute. Are they yours, Danielle? <laughs> Jordan's birthday present. <laughs> well, with me having boys, I didn't have anything pink for little girls. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I'm, I get all the attention. I'm the girl in the house. <laughs> so there's heaps of space here now, isn't there? Don't look scared. It's great, isn't it? It's great. So um, we've, got, uh, we've got Wayne coming to share shortly, and we, we're going to have a baby dedication. Isn't that great? And, and then we're going to celebrate communion together this morning. Yes. Isn't that great? Celebrating communion together. And then we can utilise this space. We can come and we can move into this. We can leave our chairs behind and we're going to continue in our worship using the space, if you would like. Not going to make you do anything, (laughs) but it's good. It's good. Well, how about you give Wayne Duckett a huge hand as he comes and shares something exciting. morning church. Hey, just wanted to share a a little something that a few of us in the church have got involved in in the last few years and um, it all happened because Tina and I decided to skip morning church one day. But we went at night. Um, But it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it was four years ago and and Tina Tina and I have a background of running, that's how we met. Um, We were heavily involved in running back in our younger days. And um, and we heard there was a bunch of people in our church running in the Hamilton Half Marathon and doing the 5K, 10K. And we were sort of like, yeah, this is cool. We should go and support our, our, our family. And so we went along and had a look and, uh, and really enjoyed seeing Phil Strong and Kathy and all those guys and, um, running and Jeremy Sargent and Paul Nobolo and Nathan Carter. There were heaps of them. And it was really a fun time. And we got talking afterwards and we got talking about, you know, what other events could, could they do? And, and um, somebody mentioned that there was this event that happens on a Wednesday night up on, in summertime up at Smith McKenzie Chop Shop at uh, Chartwell Square there at this restaurant and it's a 5k run and uh, so we went along to it and I thought what an amazing event because it's not for super elite athletes it's for people that are of all shapes and sizes who want to either walk uh, five kilometres or um, run five kilometres or kids can run two kilometres and it was a real it's a real family event it's a it's fantastic we get young families coming along the kids will run two kilometres the parents will run six kilometres or five kilometres I mean um, or walk it and um, and then afterwards we have a prize giving it's like it's a six dollar entry for adults and it's three dollars for kids but afterwards we have spot prizes and um, really generous spot prizes, by the way. And, uh, and also, um, you get a free drink afterwards, so it's sort of a no-brainer. Six bucks, you get to exercise with friends, you get a free drink, and then you might win a ham, you might win some chocolates, you might win a bottle of wine, you might win all sorts of things. And for those that are dedicated and persistent and come on a regular basis, this year we're offering, um, and Activate Church is, is a sponsor of one of these events, or one of these prizes, is a, um, a $250 shoe voucher. So if you run 11 out of 13 events before Christmas, or uh, 10 out of 12 after Christmas, then you go in the draw for a pair of really nice shoes. And so 
the thing is, from, from, from my heart point of view, having been a, a runner many, many years ago, and I, I understand the importance of exercise. And I look at the world today, and it's, man, it's a different world to when I was back in my running days 30 years ago, because the world's got fatter. The world, it has. You look at photos of 30 years ago, and you look at the public today, and the problem is that it's a societal thing that we're, a lot of us are sitting on our butts all day in front of a computer. We don't get out and exercise as much. Life is busy. Um, there's a lot of fast food out there that's full of, you know, full of energy but not a lot of nutrition. And we, and we quickly put that into our body and we sit down and then our body says, wow, this is great. We're hibernating now. Yeah, let's grab it. And it just grabs it on us, our bodies. And, and, uh, and exercise is so hugely important. And as Christians, we know that you know, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. God dwells within our body and He expects us to look after it. And I look at this event as being amazing because we're not interested in who's the fastest. And, and, and purposefully, we put our results in alphabetical order so we don't highlight who's the fastest or who's the slowest. And if you want to look at the times, you can look at the times. If you don't, you don't. But everybody sets their own goal. Everybody does their own thing. And nobody's looking at you thinking like, you know, you're unfit or whatever. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's an event where it's low-key. People can do their own thing. I, I've been walking it, and you know, that's, that's all I can do because I haven't been able to run. And look, So many from our church have been involved in it. In fact, we, we are the organisers now. A year ago, they, um, the person that was organising it couldn't, couldn't do it anymore, and they looked at who, who else they could get to organise it, and they asked us, asked Activate Church, the dream team, to, to come along and, and be the organiser. So we run it now, so we organise it. So I, I'm looking, I'm actually, this is a, a little bit of an advert, because I actually do need a few more extra helpers, because this year some of our team can't help. So I just need some people that can help us put out the signs occasionally, like every six weeks, um, or help us with the timekeeping. Um, but I really wanted to just make the family know there's a whole bunch of us up there. There's a heap of Activate Church people on a Wednesday night um, doing this event. It's six o'clock, six o'clock for the runners. Um, walkers can leave at any time from 5.15 onwards. And walkers just take their time. You come and register, get your number, and then you do your own thing, and we don't recognize your time, we don't time you or anything like that. But the runners start at six o'clock and 6.05 for the faster runners. And then it's all done and dusted, prize giving. It's all finished by 10 past, quarter past seven. And then you can, you can go home or stay for tea or do whatever you want. So it's a fantastic event. And I know there are people here that have been thinking in their own mind, I've got to do some exercise. I really do. And the hardest thing is starting. And what I'm saying to you is, hey, there's a bunch of your friends that are up there. And if you wanted to put this in your diary every Wednesday, you'll know someone. You'll know someone. You can do your own thing. And, and nobody's looking at you. And, and you can get into that routine. Because if you don't get into a routine, you'll never do it. And uh, you might start it and then try and fall off the, the wagon, but we'll get you back on that wagon. So, um, so I just wanted to make you aware of it. And I'd like to also thank Activate Church for donating that generous prize of, of, a, of a shoe voucher that, for us to give away. It's, it's a wonderful prize. So, um, so if you want more information, see me. Um, we're going to put it on the newsletter this week. And um, you could go onto Facebook and just, and just look for Smith & McKenzie 5K Fun Run and uh, take it from there. So thanks a lot. Thanks. Okay, so you even walk it, Wayne. Oh, that is quite encouraging, isn't it? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't like the thought of walking and by myself and everyone over overtaking me. <laughs> okay, well, friends, Wednesday night. No, not this Wednesday, it starts the following Wednesday. 5.15 for walkers and 6 p.m. Yeah, and what if you can't get there till 5.45? Yeah. Walk fast? Rightio. <laughs>
Fantastic. That's good. Well, we're going to have a baby dedication. So Caroline and Jonathan and the family, how about you come on up and Sheridan is going to be leading us in that. How about you give the family a hand? (laughs) Anyone else who wants to come and join friends? Come on up. Yeah, come on. (laughs) Doesn't she look beautiful? going? Is that good? You can hear me? Great. Yeah, you can all fit. Just do what you've got to do to fit on. Ooh. Great. Got both the grandparents here, both sets of grandparents. It's lovely. From Cam- You're living in Cambridge, aren't you? In Cambridge and America. You've come a long way. Welcome. Great to have you here. Great to have you here. Well, let me encourage you as we dedicate uh, Annabelle this morning from Deuteronomy chapter 6. It says, Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God and the Lord alone. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commandments that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again. To your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your foreheads. That'll be a good look for you guys. Your hands and on your foreheads. The whole point of it is is to teach our children the way that they go. You know, ingrain in them when they are little. Uh, the ways of God. And uh, we have an incredible opportunity in front of us, don't we, with, with little lives, precious little lives. And um, we'll pray in just a moment, pray about, and for you guys, that God will give you wisdom. But I wanted to share one other scripture with you as I was preparing for today. I really felt the Holy Spirit say that Annabelle's going to have a, a significant prophetic streak in her life or on her life prophetic gift and um, Jeremiah 1.5 says before I formed you in the womb I knew you and before you were born I consecrated you, I appointed you a prophet to the nations and um, so I really want to encourage you with that and remind her as she grows that I really sense God's got this prophetic streak on her life or prophetic gift on her life and that'll come with its challenges for you because prophetic people are black and white You you don't have to guess what they're thinking normally They'll tell you. And <laughs> but I really want to encourage you to draw that out of her. And I think the home environment is a, is a great place to start to draw gifts like this out of our, our kids. So, so be encouraged. You, know, you have two incredibly precious gifts from God. Well, do you think Annabelle will come to me? Do you want to stand up and, and let's, we're going to pray together and we're going to try to see if she'll come to me. Just here, Hello. If I, if, I, if I keep her facing toward mum. Hello. Hello. Oh, no, it's not going to last. I can feel. 
Well, thank you, Jesus, for Annabelle. Lord, today we dedicate her to you. A precious, precious gift. And we ask, Lord, that you would watch over her every day of her life, that there would be, never be a day that she does not know your presence. We ask that you would take care of her, every part of her life, as she grows. And Lord, lead her to a place where she will choose you to be a Lord of Saviour and pursue you all the days of her life. And so we thank you for her. And again, we dedicate her to you. I thank you for mum and dad. Lord, and I declare your blessing and your continued blessing over them, that their home would be a place of peace, that their home would be full of wisdom and love and joy and mercy and grace. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Father, for extended family, for grandparents. And we ask that, again, uh, that wisdom would be invested into Annabelle and Francesca and that they would grow, and they would grow healthily in Jesus' name. Let their home be known as a place of blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. She's doing pretty good, but she's not going to stay happy for much longer. Jan, would you like to pray while you're here? There you go. Yeah, I actually feel to encourage you both, and as a wider family, that... Uh, I, I just got the, the picture of the incredible heritage that both Annabelle and Francesca has and their desire of godly parents and grandparents upon these beautiful girls. And, and I felt to encourage you that, that God sees that, that, yeah, right. and that he's got you. He's, you know, that, there's no, there's no um, you, you don't need to fear um, but you can rest in him because he's got you. And so he sees the desires. He sees the prayers. And uh, I oh, I can sense um, incredible things upon both of these beautiful yeah. girls um, beyond what you would dream. And that he sees it. And so, so God, I honor this family today. I honor this family. I thank you that they are um, a beautiful family with hearts after you, God. I thank you that they're a family um, of prayer. I thank you for their um, heart's desires for you, God. And I thank you for um, for their role model, God. And God, I pray that you would pour out your blessing and protection upon them as a family, God. Thank you for your wisdom for them. Thank you, God, that you surround them, that you are their stronghold, that you are their anchor. And so may they know that. May they dream dreams, bigger, dream bigger dreams. And thank you, God. Thank you, God, for them. Pour out your blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 How about giving them a big hand? (laughs) Wonderful. Beautiful. What a lovely, stunning family you are. Even your supporters in the back are quite stunning. <laughs> Fantastic. You can stay here the whole time. You do whatever you want to do. It's fine. There's room. Great. If you haven't met, yet met Caroline and Jonathan, then go and introduce yourselves to them. They're fairly new Uh, Caroline's been in Hamilton before and Jonathan's new to Hamilton so introduce yourselves to them they're an incredible couple and they've got 
They're people of faith, people of faith. And so get to know them, catch what they've got. Fantastic couple and family. That was special, eh? Yes. Well, we're going to celebrate communion this morning. So I want you to give our amazing elder and music team member, Tim Marsden, a huge hand as he comes. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, thank you all here all week. Um, can I have the host team come up the front, please, with the emblems? Oh, it's a break from tradition tonight, today. You notice I'm wearing a, uh, a jacket that I wasn't just before. Uh, that's because it's reasonably hot on stage, and if I raise my arms, I really don't want to disappoint you. Yeah, it's pretty gross, eh? Fortunately, my wife's not there. She hates armpits. Interesting, um, Jan and I haven't talked at all, so this is not a, a pre-planned segue or anything like that, but I was thinking about communion leading up to me doing communion, and we use the word celebrate uh, a lot with communion, but okay, I'm just going to preface this first. This is uh, one approach to communion. Um, we, we tend to do it mostly in a very reverent sense. Um, we, we're quiet, we're introspective, we're individual. And um, I think quite a lot of the time we miss out the opportunity to do the celebrate part of communion. And I think, uh, oh, I wonder, here's a thought for you, just a thought, whether we can take the reverence sometimes to the point where you don't actually need anyone sitting next to you to do communion because, you know, we're doing the introspective reverent thing and the, the population, the body of Christ around you becomes a little bit... Uh, separated by, by the place we go to while we go through communion. So, with that thought in mind, 1 Corinthians 10.16 Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks as a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? So, while I speak, feel free to come and grab um, a, a piece of cracker and juice and go back to your seats if you could. Thank you. While I speak, yep, so come on, don't be shy. Paul's, Paul's talking um, to the Corinthians about a bunch of things in, uh, in 1 Corinthians 10, but this particular thing I, I grabbed just because he's really clear about the cup of thanksgiving. So there's a celebration, you know, we're, we're being thankful, but we're also celebrating something which, uh, which Christ has done for us. I think... Um, under the weight of reverence, sometimes it gets almost a bit funerally and not cheery. And uh, 1 Corinthians 11.26 follows on and says, Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And I wonder whether sometimes we get hung up on the, the Lord's death and stop there, and we don't walk past the, the point of his death, sorry, the time of his death to the point of his death, which is obviously the grace and the freedom from sin that that bought for us. I I suspect Jesus doesn't want us to be brought low by reverence in order to miss the celebration of his sacrifice. I I mean, sometimes when you think about the death of Jesus, uh, obviously there's that passion of Christ sort of image that pops in your head. You see the the horrible images of him on the cross and, and the suffering that he went through. But the point of it was so on the other side, we can celebrate what we're free from. Right, we'll just wait till everyone's had a chance to grab it. So what, what I'd like to do to, uh, this morning, we're in a bit of a weird configuration, I know, but
But if you haven't already, look to your left and your right when you do go back to your seat and make a note who's sitting next to you. Maybe say a quick hi. Hi. When, uh, when we hit Easter Sunday, there's a, there's a tradition. I, I suspect it's Anglican or something, I don't know. Um, maybe that's just because that's how I grew up. Where there's this little call and response thing, you know, Christ is risen. Oh, there's four of you Anglicans in here, that's nice. Christ is risen. That's better. So there's, there's something joyous we're doing here. We're, uh, we're acknowledging that Christ has come through the grave. He's risen indeed, and he's freed us from the way to sin. What I'd like you to do when you've got your bread handy, which I'll just grab mine. I'm going to give you the Christ is risen, and I want a nice cherry. He is risen indeed back from you, and then we're going to share the bread. Christ is risen. And anyone who's ever been to a wedding, like uh, Dylan and Emily are about to next weekend. That's pathetic. Come on. Dylan and Emily are getting married next weekend. There we go. One of the things you do at a wedding uh, ceremony, generally, if you're European, I guess, and probably everywhere else, is the toast. You know, someone says to the bride and groom and charge your glasses and up they go. I, I want to propose a similar thing to to what Jesus has done for us and the purpose of this is not to make light of it and turn it into a a wedding toast it's because um, I think we need a little bit of celebration and a little bit of excitement around the fact that Jesus' blood was shed for us to cover our sins and as awful as that sounds on paper it's the most amazing thing that Jesus did for us and it's the freedom point, it's the reason why we're sitting in this room so I'd like you to take a glance to your left and your right See everybody? And I want you to give each other a Christ is risen. He is risen indeed toast. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Sort of where this came from is I was having a conversation with um, Ben over here. He's in in our Activate group. And uh, he was mentioning that in some of the research he was doing for looking for his, towards his masters, that it's got to the point now where you can buy communion for one kits. You know, they have a little piece of bread and maybe some little juice and a you know repoffable thing. And that's the bit where I start thinking, Flip, have we got have we gone come to the point where ceremony has overtaken the intent of the Lord's Supper? If you can go and buy your communion for one and go home, why bother doing it here? Why don't you just do it on Wednesday morning when you wake up? And I, I think. That's where ceremony's gone well past where Jesus um, wanted, which is, let's come together as a body. Let's celebrate. When you eat the bread, um, we're, we're celebrating, obviously, well, as, as celebratory as you can, of Jesus' body getting broken. But by eating it, we're indicating we're, we're also the body of Christ. So the body of Christ is his physical body broken, but this is the body of Christ too. And so by participating in the, in the bread, we're, doing, we're participating as his body. And the same with his blood. We're, we're acknowledging the fact that we're free from sin. So... I guess all I'm wanting to finish on is let's have a bit of a smile on our face occasionally as well, as, as awesome as. Lord, I thank you for the chance to come together as your body. Lord, I thank you for the things that we can uh, do together to 
build each other up, Lord, and to lift you on high, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity to praise and worship you, Lord, to listen to some uh, messages, Lord, that sow your seed into our, into our hearts and into our minds. But, Lord, I also thank you for the opportunity to celebrate what you've done. Lord, And we, we ask that while we never want to be irreverent about it, Lord, we, we ask that you'll keep, our, keep the joy and the amazingness of what you've done live in us, Lord. Keep that passion and keep that excitement there in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. We're going to continue celebrating, continue worshipping Him. So please feel free to make use of this space and um, come. come in. We're, not, we're not looking at or worshipping at the band, but we're placing our attention on Him. So if you'd like to move out of your seats, then do that, and we're going to continue worshipping Him. How about we stand? morning we're going to sing a new song. It's not really a new song, but it's a new song to our church. Your hands up if you've ever heard the song, Jesus, we love you. This morning you'll be able to sing nice and loud. All things have passed away. Your love has stayed. The same, your constant grace remains the cornerstone. Things that we thought were dear are breathing in life again. You cause your sun to shine on darkest nights for all that you've done we will pour out our love this will be our anthem song Jesus we love you oh how we love you you are the one Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love you. You are the one now. Our hearts adore. Hopeless have found Orphans now We love you. Oh, how we love you. You are the one. 
Open our hearts, Lord. Open our hearts to you. Pouring in your spirit. Be high and lifted up. Be 
you we're glorified. It's you we're lifting high. Your name be glorified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy of our praise. You sing hallelujah just to church. Oh 
Father, I pray that every person in this place this morning would know something of your presence. Every person, Lord. That they would know something of the love, the grace, the kindness, the mercy, the patience of you. And that you would feel near this morning. The very air that we breathe. Holy Spirit, we invite you to rest on every person. Breathe life, breathe refreshing, hope. You are hope to the hopeless. Let your peace rest on every person. this environment we command sickness to go in the name of Jesus any person suffering with anything we command sickness to go in Jesus name and we release the atmospheres of heaven this morning that of health of well-being of joy of hope of peace to replace where sickness used to reside Take your seat. Well, Father, I ask that you would plant some seeds in our hearts and our spirits this morning. Seeds that will grow into something good. Seeds that will have a harvest. That this morning you'll speak to us all in different ways, but we would hear your voice, and above all, that you'd receive all the honour and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm going to stand down here this morning because there's space. So, there you go. I could do a dance. No. Jay said to do it. I will if he joins me. (laughs) That was easy to get out of, wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Tell me, what is Newton's third law? The young ones know. I would know, except my mother was right when she said I went to school to eat my lunch. You're right. Every, say it louder. Everything that has an action will have an equal and opposite reaction. I will prophesy that you're going to do really well in your exams this year. (laughs) That's impressive. For every action, there is an equal and an opposite reaction. Well, that may be true with physics, but it's not true in the spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm, that's really underdoing it, understating it in a major way. Listen to this. You'll chase out, Leviticus 26, you'll chase out your enemies and defeat them 
five of you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand. That's a hundred times, if I did my math right, which I may not have, but it's about a hundred times. The, uh, that's significant. Equal and opposite may be in the natural, but in the spiritual, we can expect multiplication. We can expect something quite different. Of course, with all the promises of God, there is a part that we've got to do. And the part is, if you live by my decrees and obediently keep my commands. In other words, if you agree with God, if you agree with God, you can do or expect multiplication. Hundred times. Why not? Sound all right? T.D. Jake said this, he's a famous preacher. He said, faith people do not expect to be defeated. Fear people get what they agree with. Defeat. It's quite deep, isn't it? Shall I say it again, just so you got it? Faith people do not expect to be defeated. Fear people get what they agree with. Defeat. I figure that if Satan can hijack our agreement with God, he's hijacked our purposes in God. If Satan can hijack our agreement with God, he's hijacked our purposes in God. Listen to this in um, um, Numbers chapter 13, probably about verse 26. Moses is sent out a group of people into the promised land. The promised land was the land that God promised the Israelite people they could have. They send out a, a group of people, called them scouts, to go out into the promised land and to have a look what was there and to report what they had seen when they came back so that they knew how they were uh, going to go into the land. They could strategize, etc., etc. This was their report, Numbers 13, sort of 26. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people, uh, here is the, do you remember the old cartoon books? They used to have like um, bunches of grapes with two guys carrying them and the other size of beach balls. That's what it's talking about. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. The Amalekites live in the Negev and the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan Valley. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once and take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. They disagreed. We go a little bit further down the passage. Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jeff, tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land, and, it is, and if it is, the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into the land and give it to us. It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord, and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Don't be afraid of them. But the whole community began to talk about stoning them. God moves in atmospheres of agreement. The community didn't agree, and what it meant was they ended up being kept out of the promised land for 40 years. They went round and round and round in circles out in the desert for 40 years because they didn't agree. God moves in atmospheres of agreement, and where there is not agreement, he doesn't move. Quite simply, it's a, it's a spiritual 
principle. It's a powerful principle. And we see God, if we want God to move, there needs to be agreement. I want to talk this morning about our culture of public agreement. I want to talk about our culture of agreement when we're in this kind of environment together. Because it's actually very important. Can you say amen? amen. That wasn't bad. That was about a six. How about this side? You say this way. Say amen. amen. Not bad. This side. Amen. They were better than you. Can you go better? Amen. Ready? One, two, three. Amen. Awesome. You guys get one more chance. One, two, three. Amen. Fantastic. What are you saying when you say amen? That's right, you're saying, let it be, or yes, or so be it, or that's right, or that's true, or that's amazing, or wow. Wow. That's what people say today, isn't it? Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. But that's what you're saying. It's, a, it's an agreement. When we say amen, it's, it's not just a, a, a religious thing that happens, it's actually agreement. It's like I'm coming behind what's been said. I'm coming behind what's been spoken with my agreement. Yes or amen. I used to ride motorcycles a lot when I was younger and I loved it. This isn't an ideal illustration, but you'll get the point anyway. To go around a corner on a motorcycle, you have to look where you're going. But like, you have to look where you want to be. But it's not until your body comes into agreement with where you want to be that you can go there. Anyone who knows it, rides a motorcycle knows that the second you lock up, become tense, and your body fights against where you're going, the motorcycle stands up, won't go around the corner. It's because you get tense. But if you just allow your body to go in agreement with where your head said you're going to go, nine times out of ten, you'll go there. You'll go there. Now, better illustration, maybe because it's verbal, is... If, you, if you're involved in any kind of leadership and you lead a meeting, you very quickly come to know that unless people say yes, it's not a yes. So there could be a, um, you know, we discuss something, an issue or whatever it is. We have what we think and the, and the leader of the meeting would go, are we all in agreement? And everyone sits here and nods. That's not agreement or agreement. That's a nod. If you've been involved in any sort of leadership, you will know that you have not got agreement until you go around the room and let every person say that they agree or that they don't. You need the verbal response. A nod is not verbal. A nod's not binding. Yes, I agree is binding. Yes, I agree means I'm bringing my agreement in line. Proverbs 18.21 says, says that death and life are in the power of the tongue and they who indulge in it shall eat of its fruit. The power of our speech, the power of our yes, is inc it's incredibly powerful. We are creating atmosphere. We are creating environment all the time. Every time we speak, we are creating an environment in which we live and others live with us. My son rang me yesterday. In the, and, and I was just being silly. And uh, he expected me to answer the phone, as I would always do. But I, I picked up the phone and, and I went, What do you want? And it just went dead silent on the other end. Oh, Jan thinks I'm terrible. <laughs> but I was having fun. Uh, 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 you know, what do you want? And it just went quiet. And he goes, Dad, what are you on? 
I said, it's all right. He said, are you okay? I said, I'm fine. I'm just having fun with you. No, don't, don't worry about it. And I'm, our, our conversation. But for the negative or the positive, the spoken word creates an incredible environment. The power is unbelievable. Genesis chapter 1, God said, let there be light, and there was light. It was amazing. I wasn't there, but it was amazing. Then a little bit further on, he says, let there be. And again, he says, let there be. Several times, let there be, or God said, God said, God said. Then in Genesis 1.26, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. You and I are not God, but we're made in the image of God, and to some degree we have the same, same creative power that God had, and there is incredible, God has, he didn't have, he has, we, there is incredible power in our speech to create. You think about your life, to create what we say, what we, the atmosphere we create, incredibly powerful. And it's in our speech, just like God. That's why Scripture says things to us like Proverbs 4, avoid all perverse talk, stay away from corrupt speech, because what we're saying is in creating the environment in which we live. Your language creates the environment in which you live. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Look at this, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. Let me read it again. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. In other words, our yes aligns us with the truth of God. Not just our yes, yes, but our verbal yes. It says our amen or our yes brings glory to him. It's something that comes out of our mouth. I think we need to learn more and more to push ourselves to respond to truth when we hear it. Amen? Yep. Yeah. Yes. yes. What do you think? Yes. Yeah, we need to. We need to push ourselves. I've discovered in my home, if I, if I come home and I come up to Jan and I, I walk through the door and I just give her a nod, <laughs> it works. No, nah, not really. If I give her a wink, Not really. Even if I give her a nudge. If I give her a nudge, I'm likely to get a slap. But if I walk in the door and I look and I go, Hi, darling, how are you? I love you. Works. Yeah, works. Yep. Yep. Boys say get a room. But it works. They're terrible. They are terrible. But it works. Language, the agreement. You know, when we say it, it's not saying. It didn't say um, uh, yes and amen. And it didn't say it was a nod, a wink, or a nudge. It said your yes. Your yes comes out of your mouth. Your yes. And through Christ, our yes ascends for his glory. Our yes aligns us with truth. Not our nod aligns us with truth. Not our wink, not our nudge. Our Yes. All right? Yep. Good. You can do better than that. Is that all right? 
I'm just preaching what the word says. Here's the deal, though. Some of you are going, oh, Sheridan, it's just emotionalism. You're making us say something that we don't want to say. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there is a biblical principle here that says we say, we speak our agreement with the truth of God, and it brings us into line with the truth of God. But I will say this. So what if it's your emotions? You're an emotional being, an emotional being. You are an emotional being, and our emotions need to, look, to learn to respond to God. In fact, I would say that if God is stirring something in us, and we like, you know, we're going, yes, that's right, or, you know, that's true, and an emotion is stirring, to not respond to the emotion is to deny who we are as human beings. And to deny who we are as human beings is fake. Because it's easy for us to sit there and someone's going, amen, yeah, preach it, whatever. And you go, what are they on? You know, oh, they're just stirring up the place emotionally. I would say that they are more valid than saying nothing. I'm not judging them. But it's less, what they're doing is valid. It is, it's not valid to do nothing and say nothing when God is stirring you. To do that is actually denying your humanity, denying your emotions, and that is fake. So to look proper, I think part of the problem is, often in church, in years gone by, there have been excesses, haven't there, in church life. You know, they, they said they, they talk about them swinging off the chandeliers. They said that for a reason. There were some excesses, and you look back through, through um, church history, and, um, and, and there was, some people just did some really dumb things. But don't judge them harshly, because you and I are only ever one decision away from a dumb thing. True. <laughs> true. People did some really dumb things, but I think the response to that is we take the pendulum over here, so we want it all to be proper and nice and right. But then that denies actually who we are as human beings sometimes. Oh, I've got to live in this little box. I'll stay in my little box. We God saying, no, 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 that's not how I want you to live. I want you to live free. I've created you with emotion. I've created you as human beings, and I want you to express it. And furthermore, I want you to express it in line with my truth. Make sense? Very good. If Satan can hijack our passion, he's hijacked our purposes in God, or our purpose in God. If Satan can hijack our passion... He's hijacked our purpose in God. I'm yet to meet the person who's done something great who has no passion. Passion drives us. It drives us forward, who God's called us to be. So I believe that we need to verbalize that. We will verbalize whatever's in our hearts. It's that passion or it's that agreement with the promises of God that we just need to let out. Yes. That was a good time to say yes. Yes. Say it like you believe it this time. Come on. Yes. yes. I'll wind you up. Matthew 12, for whatever is in your heart determines what you say. Pastor Mike Connell, a, um, a New Zealand pastor, he said, the words that we come into agreement with then begin to speak forth, create and shape our future and our destiny. So who are we agreeing with? Who are we agreeing with? So I want to give you permission. In fact, I want to give you more than permission. I encourage you to make a racket when we're in church. Make a racket. Especially when it's something that you agree with. Make a racket. Express something. Let something out. Agree with the truths of God.
Don't hold back. Just make a racket. You might want to make a racket when we're singing, but you can't sing. Well, just make a racket. Just make a racket. Everyone around will be envious that you are so bold. Responding to the truth. Make a racket. Encouraging. Make a racket, because I think you'll find these things happen when you respond verbally. First one is you will find that truth is embedded in your heart. Truth is embedded in your heart. I, I'm a furious note taker. Not furious as an angry as in fast. Note taker. And, and, but when I'm writing notes, I can't concentrate on anything else. And I find that often I can't remember, even though it helps me process at the end. But when I go, yes, well, amen, I can feel something going inside. Right, I take hold of that. I'm planning that. I agree with that. Truth is embedded in our heart. It'll make you feel good. It will. On the count of three, say amen with a bit of gusto. One, two, three. Amen. See, you feel good, eh? Yes. Thank you, Juan. It does. It just makes you feel good. It does. What about this one? You'll no longer be a spectator, but you'll be adding to the environment. So it'll smash consumerism. Jan and I had lunch with the Burtons this week, Andy and Karen, and uh, they've got a saying in their house that um, says, if you're not momentum, you're inertia. If you're not momentum, you're inertia. Well, going, yes, and amen is building the atmosphere. Saying something is building. You become momentum. You're helping create something. You're coming in agreement with the word, the promises of God, and it will open something up spiritually as well. You'll encourage the speaker to be better. I don't say that for my sake. I'm quite secure. <laughs> but you will. E- every preacher I know preaches at about 80%. Preaches at about 80%. But you watch what happens if the congregations start encouraging them. Yeah. That other 20 will come. Yeah. It's in there. It's in there. Sometimes we've just got to pull it out. It's like, Ugh. But once it comes, it's worth it. And we do that by encouraging people. Also, verbal acknowledgement of God's truth is effective spiritual warfare. Because it's aligning ourselves with the truth of God. I agree with that. That's right. That's true. I agree with that. The devil just simply wants us to listen to lies, to speak lies, and to agree with lies. And so we're coming right in this face going, no, I agree with that. Yes. No, no mystery. Do I agree? Don't I? Yes. I agree with that. I agree with the truth of God. Yes. And last thought there, you'll encourage those around you. You will. You'll encourage those around you. You'll be building an atmosphere of faith. Matthew 18 says, I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. The power of agreement is powerful. Mark chapter 11 says, I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, may you be uplifted and thrown into the sea and it will happen. It doesn't say wink at the mountain, doesn't say nod at the mountain or nudge the mountain. It says if you say to the mountain. Again, the power of speech. So, it might be rude to talk in a movie. Actually it is. If you're one of those people that go to the movies and sit there and talk, stop it. Just drive us mad. And you're probably the same people that sit there and crunch away in your popcorn. <laughs> Some of us are trying to watch a movie, for goodness sake. Popcorn stinks. Is there anyone else who doesn't like popcorn, or is it just me? A few of us. Thank you, thank you. Got a few fans, yeah. 
It might be rude to talk while you're in a show or a concert. Might be rude to talk back to your teacher or your lecturer or your boss if you're in a classroom or a lecture theatre or something. But here's the deal. We're not. We're at church. We're at church. And we're not in a movie and we're not in a show or a concert and we're not in a lecture. And yes, it is rude to sit there and talk to your neighbour the whole way. Just putting that out there. But it's not rude to make a racket in church. And that's one of the cultures I really want us to adopt as a church. It's not rude. It's coming into agreement with the principles and the truths of God, and that is exceptionally powerful. As I said, the Bible says the power of the tongue talks about the promises of God being yes and amen. The power of verbal agreement is a biblical principle. No less so than faith. No less so than healing. No less so than any other truth. The power of verbal agreement is a principle of God, and we need to make some noise. Amen. You tried that again. You never got the hint. We need to make some noise. Amen. That's better. Much better. Look, I think the greatest, if the band want to come, I think the greatest promise of God is relationship, of course. And when we believe, Scripture tells us that we acknowledge our belief with the confession. Again, the mouth. We believe in our hearts, but when we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, there's power in the confession. Otherwise, God wouldn't have asked us to do that. When I confess with my mouth, I'm agreeing with truth. Very simple, isn't it? It's very simple. I am agreeing with truth. The greatest promise of God is relationship with him when we believe and confess. The greatest promise. We come into agreement with God today. God said, or Jesus said, For God loved the world so much, that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. I wonder if there's anyone in this room this morning and you're going, you know, I need to come into agreement with the truth of God. I need to come into agreement with the truth of God around relationship with him. I need to come into the truth of God that, he's, uh, that Jesus has made it possible for me to have relationship with God because he went to a cross. I need to come into alignment with the truth of God that he loves me. I need to come into alignment with the truth of God that I can't do any more for him to love me anymore. I just need to come in that alignment with the truth of God that he loves me. And he wants to walk with me. He wants to do life with me. He wants to be part of my world. And this morning, I wonder if there's anybody here and you've never made that decision before. You've never come into agreement with God on those things. That he loves you. That he made a way for you to have relationship with him. That he wants you to journey with him. He wants to journey with you. And in just a moment, I'm going to invite you if you've never responded to, to Jesus and you'd like to this morning, I'm simply going to ask you to hold your hand up for a moment. 
And when you hold your hand up, I'm going to ask you to say, under your breath, I agree. I agree with your promises. I agree with your truth. The confession. Now, you may be here, and for whatever reason, you're, you know, you step way, way back from where you'd like to be in your relationship with Jesus. Well, how about you lift your hand today too and simply say to Jesus, I realign myself with your truth. From this day forward, I want to walk according to your truth. I want to walk in that place of your grace and your love and your mercy and your kindness. I want to walk in that place. So in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. Actually, right now, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads if that's okay. Just close your eyes. Give the person to you on the left and right some privacy. Just a second, I'm going to ask you to lift your hand if you want to say yes to Jesus. First time or today you just want to reaffirm things. And I invite you when you lift your hand, just to say quietly to yourself, or to God more importantly, I agree. Bringing yourself into alignment with the truths of God. This morning, if you want to say yes to Jesus, how about you lift your hand just quickly, just long enough so that I can see it. Fantastic. Father, I thank you for those who responded to you this morning. And we agree with them. Yes and amen. Lord, I ask that you would stir in each of us your truth. And that today we would make a decision to be bold and let our agreement with you come out of our mouths in Jesus' name. I declare your blessing on the church on every person here. In Jesus' name. Amen. It's a simple process, really. What's in our heart will come out. It's really like it drops from our head to our heart and out of our mouth. And it's not stopping the process. The head to the heart to the mouth. It's allowing it to happen. Allowing us to align ourselves with His truth. Can I make a... um, Can we make an agreement this morning that... We will endeavour to be those who verbalise our agreement with the truths of God. So, you know, we're not, I don't want to stir you up. That's not my purpose here. My purpose is that we come in line with the truths of God because I believe something very powerful will be released spiritually when we do. That's my purpose. But if we can make an agreement this morning to to be those who verbalise our agreement, verbalise coming into line with the truths of God and hold one another accountable to that. Say, come on, let's set some atmosphere. Come on, let's lead the way in our agreement with God. I think you will see some profound things take place and change. Amen. Have a great day, great afternoon, great week.
That was good. Isn't it amazing that God gives us the privilege of power or the power of life and death in our tongue? Wow. Let's use it wisely. Let's agree together, power and agreement. Amen. Amen. Yes. Well, Sheridan's going to be speaking tonight at the 6 p.m. Can I tell you, oh my goodness, if you um, are not 6 p.m. mers, wow, God is doing something amazing at the 6 p.m., particularly in and through our young people. We had, I don't know how many um, testimonies there were of healings taking place last week and the atmosphere that that brought into this place was electric. Absolutely amazing. So uh, these young ones are leading us, I tell you. They are leading us. Yeah, come on. It is exciting. So so it'd be great to see you at the 6pm. If you do come, come with an expectant um, attitude because God is doing something great. And I believe that there is going to be a great atmosphere, prophetic faith-filled atmosphere here tonight at the 6pm. Next week, we've got Pastor Wayne Swift with us next week. He is our overseeing minister, and he um, is the national leader of the um, the Apostolic Church of Australia. So they, uh, Wayne and Ruth, are based in Melbourne. So it's going to be great. He's going to be with us for the weekend, spending some time with the elders. He'll be going, asking them tricky questions, no doubt, checking how they're doing and how we're all doing. And uh, he'll be ministering to us in all of our gatherings on Sunday. So that's going to be fantastic. Well, it's just a couple of things to draw your attention to. The question for this week is, what is forgiveness? For those of you who have young ones, the take-home question is, what is forgiveness? That's going to create some good discussions this week, I am sure. And thank you, church, for your giving. I declare blessing upon the givers in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, for multiplication upon our finances, that our finances would bring transformation into our community, into our city and the nation and the nations in Jesus' name. I declare that with the power of my speech. Yes and amen. Amen. And also, if you are here for the first time, please uh, pick up a, a guest bag on your way out. It's been great having you with us today. I want to pray for Emily and Dylan. And as it was mentioned before, I think it was that Tim mentioned, it's, it's this coming Saturday, isn't it? It's so exciting. Getting married. Beautiful, beautiful day um, in your lives. Important day. So, yeah. Do you want to come forward or yeah yeah give them a hand if if you want to come and gather around them I want to pray for you hey is everything all set yes yeah awesome fantastic well I don't want to come between you two God, I thank you for this fantastic couple. God, I thank you that your hand is upon them. And God, I thank you for this week that they are going into. 
of the last uh, final preparations taking place. God, I thank you that everything would go smoothly this week. And we thank you for this day of of um, rejoicing, their beautiful wedding day, of them um, joining their lives together, becoming one. And so I declare blessing upon them in Jesus' name. I declare um, that as they do step into marriage, God, that uh, they would uh, uh, see, they they would know and see that you are at the centre, that that you have got them, you've got them in their hands, God, and that you would take them forward. And may may they rejoice and may may they have a beautiful day also encountering you at the centre of their lives in that day. Thank you for family. May um, they all have an amazing, amazing celebration together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Established early on the the pattern that you want to live by for the future because there is a leadership call on your guys' life and God all that as time goes on but put in the foundation blocks initially as you you know project out 20 years so make sure you put the right foundations as you get going cool yeah awesome yeah awesome give them a hand (laughs) well how about we use the space one more time come forward we're going to celebrate to finish how about you lead us in a in a song, team, you wanna, if you want to leave your seats, if you want to dance, if you want to sit, stand, whatever you want to do. This is our house. This is our space. So let's celebrate. Come out of your seats. Come on. Sing whoa, 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 Oh
bless in the name, man. All right. Bless you, church. Whenever, wherever.